Anybody here ever heard of a Pentecostal handshake? Okay. I want to encourage you today to give faith a Pentecostal handshake. You, you, do you know what that is? Okay, that's okay. Just shake my hand. There you go. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a Pentecostal handshake is, it's when you go to your wallet, you take something out of your wallet that you'd buy McDonald's with, you put it in your hand, and then you shake the hand of somebody. <laughs> I will. Give me my wallet, honey. Come here, Shane. Come here. I'd be happy to. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. Amen. I want to encourage you today, give faith a Pentecostal handshake. Amen. Let's bless her. Are you ready to receive this morning? Can you turn in your Bibles to Romans 15? I want to read that verse that Winona shared earlier. Anybody here experience the power of the Holy Spirit this week? Anybody experience how practical the Holy Spirit is this week? Anybody here need a miracle? Do you know what the most practical expression of the Holy Spirit that I know of? It's a miracle. I mean, have you ever gone somewhere and you need something? And the most practical thing that can happen in that moment is somebody gives you what you need in order to continue. If you went somewhere, if you were at a store, I was at McDonald's yesterday. That's a confession. And, and I was in the drive-thru and the guy in front of me, I think, had problems with his bank machine. Because he went to the first window and then they pulled it out on the second window and then he went past the window and they gave me his food. I didn't take it. I brought it back because I wanted my wife to have a salad. But if I would have given that guy money at that moment, yeah, it wasn't for me. It was for my wife, McDonald's. But at that moment, what that guy needed was money. The most practical thing he needed at that moment was money because that would have bought him his food. The Holy Spirit is the most practical person I know in the whole universe, not just on the earth, but in the whole universe. He is so practical, He gives you what you need. You need peace? He's the peace distributor. You need joy? He's the one that gives you joy. You need a friend? It says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is the most practical person in the universe. And so this morning I want to continue the, the, the series that, that we started last week titled Under the Influence. My goal and my prayer for you is that you would be under the influence of the Holy Spirit 24-7 and be aware of it. Because I believe we're under His influence all the time, but I'm not sure if we're always aware of His presence. So my prayer for you as we go through this and as we look at the Holy Spirit 
And Pastor Nelson will share, Pastor Daniel will share, I think my wife would like to share. My prayer is as we go through this under the influence, we would have an awareness of the Holy Spirit like we've never had before. Anybody walk into Starbucks this week and get the old thing going? Not yet. You know, the old uh, x-ray and the, the target. I'm asking God that we are so aware of the Holy Spirit that when somebody asks us for money, we look at them and say, silver and not gold I don't have, but whatever I've got, I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. If that's not practical, tell me what is. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. If you can turn to Romans 15. I want to just take this verse that, that Winona shared and then I want to jump into the next aspect of how the Holy Spirit operates in our life. Verse 13. If you've got it there, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so you can have joy and peace in believing. You don't have to have despair and heartache in believing. You can actually believe God for something and have joy and peace in believing. Because He's the God of hope. He's not the God of despair. He's the God of hope. He's the God of hope. Look at somebody and say, He's the God of hope. He's the God of hope. My hope is built on Him, not on the Canucks, not on some hockey team, not on some soccer team, not on some vehicle, not in my career. My hope is built in the God of hope. And may He fill you as you look at Him, may He fill you with joy and peace in believing. Joy and peace in believing. Fun and calm. Chillax. May He fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. So you get joy and peace and you get abounding in hope. And that word abound actually means not just enough, but it also means more than enough. <laughs> the God you serve doesn't just say, I'm just going to fill you up to the top and no more. I don't want to mess on this table. I don't want to. He says, I'm going to give you so much more, you're going to have more than enough. That's the God that I serve. The God that I serve is crazy. He gives me more than enough. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is active in every one of our lives. And today I want to look at how personal the Holy Spirit is. Last week we saw how practical He was. This week we're going to see how personal it is. Do you know that He's personal? Do you know that He cares about every single one of us? Do you know that He knows everything that you're thinking of, every need that you have? Do you know He knows things and He expresses them when you can't? 
There are things that I can't even express. And the Holy Spirit, He intercedes for me and He groans with groanings that I can't even utter. He sighs. When you look at that word, that groaning means He sighs. He goes, <sighs> Have you ever seen your child? I, I, I can think of this in a relationship of a child. Our children, we get children to raise them to let them leave. I don't understand it. God has this funny sense of humor. He says, pour all your life into them so that they can leave. But as a parent, when your child starts to grow, you want them to start living life and actually growing up and growing themselves. So Winona and I actually did this even when our children were in school. We didn't wait till they were 18. When they were in high school and grade school, we tried to teach them how to make good decisions. And we would actually, there were times when we saw them making a decision, and we weighed it and we understood it, and we said, this decision isn't them walking out in the road in front of a car. But there were some decisions that they made that we knew the answer for. But we allowed them to make that decision. And sometimes we would sit there and go, oh, but they made that decision. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, when He groans, there's an aspect. He's looking at us and He's groaning. It's like, oh, oh. Anybody ever experienced that? He is personal. He is personal. I'd like you to turn to John 16. John 16, and we're going to read from verse 12 to 15. And as you're turning there, I want you to think, what influences you? I believe we're influenced every day. I believe every one of us lives a life of influence, and influence sometimes is us reacting or us behaving. So there's things that I do that I've been influenced. I've been influenced to wear a certain pair of shoes. I've been influenced to ride in a certain... I'm influenced to use certain types of words. We all have influences in us and on us and in our lives. We dress in a certain manner. Why? Because we're influenced by fashion. That's why people don't wear fluorescent pink. Because fashion tells us it's not cool. I checked. I didn't see any fluorescent pink. Jackson, you're rocking the fluorescent green, so I was a little careful for that. But fashion influences us. Advertising. Anybody see that commercial from Matthew McConaughey in a Lincoln? You know what he's doing? He's influencing you. And he just talks in a voice that only Matthew McConaughey can talk in. I drove a Lincoln before they even paid me to. This is so cool, you need to get one. And with my voice so strong and so powerful, you're going to walk out of the house and you're going to go look for a Lincoln. Because I'm influencing you. And we're influenced. Does the Holy Spirit influence you? Does the Holy Spirit grab you and say, there's somebody out there that's hurting. 
I want you to pray for. We're influenced everywhere. Everywhere. Behavior. Attitudes. Oh, my goodness. Attitudes. Some people influence our attitudes, positive or negative. I want you to see a verse here, and I want you to see how the Holy Spirit wants to influence your life. I believe He does. I believe 100% that the Holy Spirit is influencing your life. The thing that I think when I evaluate my own life is I don't think I recognize Him 100% of the time. Because He's active. The, the, when you look at the equation, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, plus David equals, usually the problem, usually, all the time, the problem is not with God. I don't know if you've done that mathematical equation, but I have, and I've found that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His Word does not lie. He does not lie. He does not change. He is the one that is consistent, and it's this fella in the middle called David that seems to mess things up. I'm surprised nobody said amen there. My wife could have said amen there, and she would have been correct. She's got grace. Thank God for grace. John 16, verse 12. Last week we looked at John 14, and, and, and in this passage, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and this is kind of like one of his last, last few uh, conversations he had with them, and he's talking with them, and he's giving them instructions and showing them the way that things are going to happen. He says, I'm going to be leaving in a while. You guys have always known me. I'm going to send you another comforter, somebody that's just like me, one of the same, and he's going to be with you. It's my advantage that I leave. And, and he gives them all these things, and this is kind of the first major teaching that we see Jesus giving the disciples on the Holy Spirit. He talked to them before, but they didn't always catch it. They didn't always understand it. But here we see some explicit, some very plain language teaching on what the Holy Spirit is going to look like. And in verse 12, he starts and he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I got a lot of things to tell you guys, but you can't bear them now. However, when He, notice the Holy Spirit is He. The Holy Spirit is not it. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's very important to understand because as He relates with us, He relates with us as a person. He's a spirit, but He has personality. When the Holy Spirit However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority. The Holy Spirit's not independent. He's not a lone ranger. He's not some crazy thing out there. The Holy Spirit is consistent with God. He's consistent with Jesus. He's consistent with what you read here. If the Spirit is leading you somewhere other than this, Check which spirit it is. That was a free one. 
He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. I find that really interesting. I read that, and I'm thinking, God, I'm expecting you to tell me things to come. What's going to happen? Lotto 649 numbers. <laughs> he will glorify me, for he will not take of he for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All these things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The phrase, take it of mine and declare it to you, is said three times in three different ways in those three verses. Why do you think Jesus is saying that? Because the Holy Spirit, what he does is the Holy Spirit is obsessed with representing the Father and the Son and what they say, implementing that in our lives. He is not independent. He takes what Jesus said. And Jesus, in verse 12, says, I got so many things to tell you, but I can't. And then in verse 13, he says, but the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to speak. The Holy Spirit speaks. He doesn't spook. He speaks. He's going to speak what Jesus has said. Do you want to know how personal he is? He will give you what you need. He is so personal, he will give you what you need. He knows what you need. I took a look at this passage, and I looked at a few of these words in here. I want to share them with you. The word speak, for instance, I thought this was real funny. The word speaks as is like a child that just keeps on talking. Now, the Holy Spirit isn't a babbler, but the Holy Spirit, man, if we tuned into what the Holy Spirit was saying, I think we'd be hearing thing after thing after word after word after thought after thought after word after word after direction after, man, I wake up and I get one word from God and it's like it does me for the day. Can you imagine what it's like if he speaks to me every moment? I've been on the, com on the telephone talking with people and I've had this gentleman say, oh, the Holy Spirit just told me. And I'm thinking, how did he do that? You're talking to me. But the Holy Spirit, he speaks and I think he speaks a lot. Because Jesus says, I got things to tell you and I can't tell you. And the next verse he says, but the Holy Spirit, he's going to speak of those things. He's going to tell you all those things. And the word there, speak, it's like a child. I know when they come to church, children don't speak much. But when they get in the car, it's like they can't shut up. Like, I wish you were like you were in church, quiet on the way home. Come on, I know you've thought that. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, not just once, not just twice, not even three times. The Holy Spirit wants to talk with you continually. He wants to reveal things to you continually. So the first thing I want you to see is that He speaks. And sometimes I think we're going, huh? How do I just, oh, where, where's the Spirit in this? Oh, I see a cloud moving, the Spirit's, no, He speaks. I'm getting to know, to learn His voice. He spoke this morning. Did anybody catch what the Holy Spirit said this morning? 
He spoke through Pastor Nelson, releasing the power of God into your life and into your situation. He spoke through Winona, that the God of hope would fill you with all joy and peace. He spoke through Brother Sean, as he shared in communion and the beauty of communion. And the fact that Jesus wants us to be like him, we're to be like him, and when we see what he's like, I mean, can you read that chapter and you just take one breath after another? It's like he went from here to here to here to here to there to there. Wow. Do you think the Holy Spirit was talking to him? The Holy Spirit's got a lot to say. Everything that the Holy Spirit dispenses to us comes from Jesus and the Father. Everything the Holy Spirit speaks to you comes from Jesus and the Father. I want you to, let's just take a look at that verse. I've got one other passage I want to go to, but I, I want to... I want to hit this home a little bit more. In verse 13, it says, when, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. He's going to guide you. He's so personal. He's going to take you, and He'll guide you. Have you ever guided somebody? He's going to guide you into all truth. He's not going to guide you into error. In fact, last week when we looked at the word truth, we saw that the word truth meant one of the aspects was that he was uh, against error and he fought against error. The Holy Spirit is not, does not lead you into mistakes. Amen. He's going to guide you on truth for he's not going to speak of himself but ever, whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. That word receive is, is in verse 14 and verse 15. In, all things, in verse 15 it says, All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, and this is Jesus talking, said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it to, to you. I find it amazing. Here you have a picture of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together. The Son says, everything that's mine, I get from the Father. Everything that the Father has is mine. What kind of relationship is that? That's amazing. And then he says, that's why I can say that the Holy Spirit's going to take, and, and the word receive. The word receive is not just here you go. The word receive is like Shane did this morning and he came and he grabbed that Pentecostal handshake. I said, you, anybody want it? And Shane says, I'll take it. He received a Pentecostal handshake. That word receive actually means to take, to grab. It's got an aggressiveness to it. Sometimes I think receiving we think is very passive, but there's an aspect of receiving that's very aggressive. You've got to go after it in order to receive it. If you sit back on your couch, the only thing you'll receive is some extra weight. 
But if you go after things, you will start to receive things of the Spirit. You will start to receive things that God has for you. You will start to hear things because you are going after it and you want to take what God has for you. That word receive, it says, He's going to receive of me and He will show it to you. What do you need today? What do you need today? What do you need today? It says that the Holy Spirit, He is so personal, He knows what I need, and what He does is He goes to Jesus and He says, I'm going to take what you've got, and I'm going to grab it, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to give it to David. Think about that. Olivia, could you stand up again? The Holy Spirit, last week, we saw that the Holy Spirit runs to her side. The Holy Spirit runs to your side. So the Holy Spirit sees that Olivia needs something. And he says, Jesus, you've paid for it. You've provided for it. You've got it there. I'm going to go and I'm going to take what Olivia needs. I'm going to grab it and I'm going to go and I'm going to give it to Olivia. What do you need today? What do you need today? The amazing thing about the Holy Spirit is He's all around you. In John 14, we saw it last week. You can sit down, sweetie. Thank you. The Holy Spirit says He's going to abide with you forever and in you. So the Holy Spirit's all around us. I've got this crazy notion that the Holy Spirit is actually the air we breathe because he breathed into man and he became a living soul. The breath that I take is from him. He's all around. He is so large. As Dr. Brown said a few weeks ago, he's so large we can't miss him. I just breathed in the Holy Spirit. He's everywhere. Not only is He everywhere, but it says also that He's in us. Not only is He in us, but it says that He wants to fill us. The Holy Spirit is so passionate for you. He's around you. He wants to fill you. Then it says that He wants to grab what Jesus has and grab it and run it to you as a comforter, as a paraclete, as somebody who runs to your side. That is how personal the Holy Spirit is. He's powerful. We'll get to that. But today I want you to realize how personal He is. So my question to you is what do you need? I'm going to do something really crazy. Grab the offering envelope that's in front of you. And literally, if you could be honest Write down between you and God. You don't have to pass it to me. But just take a moment and write down what you need. Take a moment. If you want to put some money in the offering envelope, I won't complain. No, I'm just teasing you. Just take the offering envelope, put it on the backside, and just write down 
as if you're having a conversation with God. You can show your spouse. You can do it privately. You might say, I want peace. You might write down, I need help. I've got many decisions to make. You might write down, I just hate life. I'd like joy. You might write down, I got no friends. You might write down, I need money. You might write down, I'm battling suicidal thoughts. You might write down, I'm battling depression. What is it that you need? I'm not going to preach a whole lot longer. So don't worry, I'm not going to go much longer. But I want you to take a moment and say, God, I mean, he knows what you need, by the way. (laughs) You don't fool him. (laughs) You're not smarter than him. But sometimes what it is, is is it's good for us to be able to write it or to see it or to speak it. What is it that you need to receive from God right now? Because the Holy Spirit is so personal, He can see every single person's pen. He knows your handwriting. He knows which way you write, which hand you're writing with. He knows what your thoughts are. He knows what you need. And what's going to happen, I believe, as we take these things, we're going to look at them. And Jesus paid the price. And it says here that the Holy Spirit takes. He receives from Jesus. He takes from Jesus what Jesus has paid and he brings it to you. You might need healing. I prayed for a few people this morning that needed healing. You might need a miracle. I want to take a minute. I believe the power of the Holy Spirit is here right now. The power of the Holy Spirit wants to meet your need. As we read in Romans 15, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. And may you abound in hope. Keep that paper in front of you. I want to read you one other passage. Holy Spirit, just breathe on everyone here right now. He's so personal. He is so personal. In Romans 8, and I'm not going to read the whole passage, I'm just going to skip right down to verse 26. It says, but likewise... The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. (laughs) The Spirit helps in our weaknesses. Moral or spiritual defects. (laughs) 
Man, I got some issues, God. I've got some moral issues. Says the Holy Spirit helps you. I might have some spiritual, I, I got some spiritual weaknesses. I've got some spiritual defects. I'm not perfect. I'm not right. It says that He wants to help you in your weaknesses. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. He cares about you. He wants to help you even in your weaknesses. And He goes to Jesus and He says, You paid the price. You gave victory over death. You made death die and you rose from it. You defeated sin and David has a need and I'm going to grab from that strength, that provision, that ability that you did, Jesus. I'm going to grab from that and I'm going to give it to Jesus because, uh, David, because I am so personal. He cares about you. It also refers to your want of strength, indicating an, an inability to produce results. Have you ever felt like you are unable to produce what somebody expects? And it says that He comes and He helps you when you look at something and you might say, you know what? This person has this expectation on me and I can't do it. Jesus paid the price. And the Holy Spirit comes and He goes and He grabs aggressively from what Jesus paid and He runs to your side and He says, here it is. I can't produce peace in this storm. My family is driving me crazy. I got one person grabbing me this way. I got another person grabbing me this way. I've got somebody asking for money. I've got somebody asking for time. I've got somebody asking me to meet with them. I've got somebody asking me for healing. I've got somebody asking me this. God, I can't do it. The Holy Spirit is so personal. He knows that. He goes to Jesus and he says, you've paid it. It's up there. I'm grabbing it and I'm going to run to David and I'm going to give what he needs. Man, if that doesn't get you moving, he is so personal that he wants to help you. He wants to help you. Mm. I'm out of time. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. Can you write fast? I'll speak slow. I read once a guy who typed really slow because the person reading it couldn't read very fast. You missed it. Everything that Jesus has, he dispenses to us through the Holy Spirit, number one. Everything that Jesus has, He dispenses to us through the Holy Spirit. That's from John 16. Next point. He cares about you. 
He helps us in our weaknesses, in our inability to produce results. So with the Holy Spirit, we get results. I want to be under His influence. I want to be under His influence 24-7. Number three, He intercedes for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. I mean, He is passionate for you. He is passionate. He groans for you. It's not just, uh, David. No, it's, David! He groans. He's moved. When we don't know what to say, He still knows what to say. That's Romans chapter 8. John 14, we saw this last week. This is number 4, 5, and 6. I'm giving you a bonus, 3 and 1. He runs to your side. He runs. <laughs> he runs to your side. He's in you. He's with you. Those are the three things. He runs to your side. He's in you. And He's with you. He is so personal. He's not just around you. He's not just in you, but He runs to your side. And the last one is from Titus 3, verse 5. Titus 3, verse 5. I'm going to read you the verse, and then I'll just tell you the, the, what the one word I want you to pick up on. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. By the washing of regeneration, which is rebirth, and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Renewing there means renovating. The Holy Spirit wants to renovate your life. When you renovate something, it might look the same on the outside, but it's got whole new insides. New carpet, new cabinets, new furniture, new paint, new smell. Sometimes you even renovate the outside. And people come and they say, I don't recognize it anymore. Because I landscaped. Because I painted. Because I blew out a wall and moved this and moved that. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. He is so personal that He wants to take a renovation program and put it into your life. He wants to do the extreme makeover. And they take a week to do a house. He takes a moment to do a life. You've got those pay papers. You don't have to show anybody. What I want you to do this week. Don't lose that paper. This week. I'd like you to take that before God and say Holy Spirit this is my weakness this is my inability and I'm coming to you because you will run to Jesus and you're going to grab what he has for me and then you're going to run back and you're going to give me what I need amen that's scripture that's not just David that's scripture the Holy Spirit is obsessed with seeing that you get touched by God. 
He is passionate that you are affected by Jesus, what Jesus did. Everything Jesus did, he grabs and he takes hold of and he brings it to you so you can have it. Healing, health, wealth, strength, peace, joy, comfort, friendship, anything you need. The Holy Spirit is the one that does it. Hallelujah. You ready to pray? we got some soup happening. I'm going to bless the food. If any of you want prayer, Soup Sunday can wait another five minutes. You're allowed, you, you will be dismissed, but if anybody would like prayer, I want you to come up forward, and we're going to have a few of the pastors, Pastor Nelson and, and, and Pastor Winona. Brother Howard, Sister Kathy, would you be able to, to help pray? Amen. We're going we're gonna to have some people praying. So if you want prayer, whether it's a healing or any other need, come forward and we're going to agree that God will bless you and the Holy Spirit will come and He will rush to your side. He is personal. Amen. Why don't you close your eyes? Bow your heads. Fold your hands. I'm I had a flashback. Heavenly Father, you are so amazing. Your Holy Spirit is active and has so much to say to us, and I thank you for speaking to us today. And Lord, I thank you that you are so personal, that you know about my life, and you know the weaknesses and the struggles that I have and the things that push me over the edge, the buttons that get pushed in me. And Lord, I thank you that I have the inability to produce, but you have the strength and the power from on high to give me what Jesus has paid the price for. So Lord, I'm asking for your strength. I receive and I will take aggressively what you have paid for for my life and I thank you for that. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would talk with us this week. And as we look at this page or paper that we've written down something, that you would cause that to diminish and be fulfilled and taken care of and that it would not be the issue in our lives going forward, but that you would be king and rule and be supreme over it. And bless this soup as we join together in your name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. If you'd like some prayer, come forward. Otherwise, the soup is in the gym. <laughs>